Hey, man. What's up? I had something in my contact. You wear contacts? You know. No, you always made fun of me for wearing contacts. How long have you worn contacts? Since eighth grade. There's no way I made fun of you for wearing contacts. <laughs> I'm like, you for idiot <laughs> for wearing contact. What a you can't have strong natural eyesight I like swear. me. I have not <laughs> made fun of you. Like, I have twenty twenty vision. You don't. You suck. I've never said you that. Can't see. <laughs> what? I swear. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you thinking of someone else? No, no. You think that I was trying to pass off my contact wearing eyes for just like this is natural. I think this is a Mandela effect. Yeah, this is definitely like a Berenstein <laughs> eyes kind of situation, you know, because I have there's no way I made fun of you for that. Yeah, you never work on. There's so many other things Not to make fun of you universe. for. I don't know why I would choose contacts. There's just a whole other list, you know? Yeah, you don't. You never work. I don't buy it. Jaron never wore contacts. This yeah. is a lie. Jaron doesn't have eyes. Anyway, <laughs> if, if you listen to the podcast version, you don't know that. You, you know, if you know listen to sure. the audio, you know, there's just skin where his eyes should be. Yep, there's not even eye sockets. My forehead. skull doesn't have eye sockets. It's just a flat. Just there's a nose sticking out nose. for some reason, <laughs> you know, and it's just a flat landscape of a face. You know, it's pretty gruesome to look at. Yeah, I guess terrifying. I would assume. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what things I don't know look what like. it looks like. So <laughs> I don't know what things look like, but I will say as a non eye having person, I did make fun of Tim for wearing contacts. <laughs> I was like, you idiot. How poor is your vision? And he was like, I have eyes, you know, at one point, I did try to shove two pickles just straight into my face. I was like, I heard this worked somewhere. This, I got pickles for eyes. It's going to be a medical manual. Get this for Canadian lumberjacks. Well, by God, that thigh's got a screw in it. <laughs> Best night of my life. Um, I know that it doesn't sound like it. Dude, what Canadian. if? What if? Hold on. What if you imposter? The imposter. Things I learned last night. Tilling it, tilling it. <laughs> anyway, I, I hope for <laughs> for our listeners, I just need to let it be known that a couple days ago. Uh, Jaren and I had a conversation because our eels episode got really big. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, it took us forever to talk about the content in that episode. Yeah, and we keep doing bits at the beginning, you know. <laughs> so if you're here, I don't know what this topic is, but if you've Googled it, you're just very interested in. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned what we're talking about. Yeah, yet. <laughs> and then you've made it this far. You've probably skipped a lot, but yeah. you've made it this far. I um have dang, no eyes. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the show. Tim has eyes. Uh, so, have you heard of Ferdinand Waldo de Mera? For, hold on. Ferdinand Waldo de Mera. Ferdinand Waldo? Yeah. De Mero. De Mera. De Mera. De Mera. Yeah, feminine. Okay. It's not a no, it's an A, so it's feminine. Is that okay? It's linguistics. <laughs> so, no, I haven't heard of any of this. Uh, so, he is. Um, uh, as Wikipedia calls him, an American imposter, Ooh. known for impersonating other people. Uh, yeah, is this Frank Caliendo's real name? <laughs> <laughs> is that, <laughs> um, bro? 
uh, wait does he like in impost does he impost hair and steal money and stuff no i oh. think it's a hobby honestly. oh he's like a he's like a he's a uh what do you even call that person an imposter no i would a confidence I mean, trickster no, no 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 i mean like okay but i'm saying like does he Im, does he imposter uh to take money no no, no. or to like trick people I think or he, is it an act where he's like I can do these voices, you know, it's not an act. What kind of is an act, but it's not really an act. Honestly, I think he's just addicted to seeing how far he can convince people that he's somebody else. Yeah, like how you try to convince people that Emma Stone is your yeah brother cousin, cousin. brother <laughs> does he like cousin cousin. She cousin. is my cousin. We're cousins. Um, yeah, if you say it enough. Yes, yeah. she is my up. cousin. We're cousins. Look her up. Emma Stone. Tim Stone, Emma Stone from Phoenix, Arizona. Tim Stone's lineage from Phoenix, Arizona. You don't have to dig that deep to be like. I mean, yeah, her Wikipedia cousins. page says it. Yeah, her Wikipedia page literally says family. Tim Stone, co-host of Things I Don't Understand. You podcast. have five weeks to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that. <laughs> I'm gonna add it to infinity. <laughs> Let me just go into our back end here and let add a little show note. I'm literally adding that to it. Yeah, got to try to figure that out. Also, can we cut this part out to make it just look smooth or leave it in so people can get a behind the scenes look? You know how you can get a behind the scenes look. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. That's right. That's when new episodes drop on Patreon. Patreon's a way to get early access to episodes and other content and exclusive merchandise. And we're not going to stop there because we got a private Discord with our hosts and producers in it for less than 17 cents a day. That's right. That's $5 a month. You too can be a Patreon supporter and not hear advertisements in this freaking podcast anymore. Text Till into 66866. Otherwise, I'll come to your house. I will find you. I will destroy everything that's good in your life until we're the only thing left. Anyway, here's another advertisement. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver infused fabric and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L-N at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. 
So fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> Ferdinand Waldo <laughs> Demara. Very close. Okay. Uh, so here's the thing. Here's what this guy did. Um, it's incredible. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna start from the beginning of the story. I don't want to embarrass. Is it I'm like gonna a catch me lead. if you can kind of thing, or he's just like a, I just want to see how far I can get. Almost, yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna tell you. A lot of times I tell you his accomplishments and then we go down the story. I'm just sure. gonna tell you the story because it just it just goes. Uh, so I think it all began when he was about 13 years old. Uh, this guy was born in 1921. Um, so this okay. is the th- early 30s. Um, his family was pretty well off until the Great Depression. Um, and then they had to move to a much poorer neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I think for Ferdinand, one of his problems he always struggled with was he just got bored really easily. Um, he had a photographic memory. He was very intelligent, um, but he couldn't keep his attention on one thing for very long. Okay. Um, and I think especially after um, his family uh, moved to this poor neighborhood, he didn't know what to do for fun until one day um, he, they lived in Massachusetts. Uh, he managed to get his hands on a couple mannequin legs. Uh, <laughs> and so he goes out. <laughs> they moved to Massachusetts, and uh, wouldn't you believe it? Just everywhere in Massachusetts is just Massachusetts mannequins and uh, their legs. They're, what happened to the torso legs. and arms? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea what happened. He just grabbed he the, just legs. Got the legs. He somehow got the legs, and. Uh, there was a big snowstorm, and so he just stuck them out the snowdrift on this busy highway. That's fun. <laughs> and That's just fun. Hung out watching people swerve off the highway and pull this big fan. Big of fan of this guy. I am again <laughs> in awe. I go, wow, this guy really nailed it. That's hilarious. We did that with thirteen. <laughs> yeah, That's a prodigy. 13. That's a <laughs> prodigy right there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Uh, so he did that. Um, three years later, he's 16. He's in high school um, and he's he just he's like, man, this school stuff really boring. Not into it. Yeah, um, doesn't give me the high. Yeah, <laughs> that watching people freak out over mannequin <laughs> legs did. He's like, he's, he's like, been I'm- chasing that his whole life. <laughs> you know, he's sitting he's there in eighth grade. That he's in eighth grade. And he's just like at his desk. Just like, oh, my God. Zoning out in class, just like looking at the front of the class, just imagining the mannequin legs, and like not even in a creepy way, not in like, <laughs> not like, a not weird, in like a, I have mannequin legs, not a Christmas and I use story them way, for weird stuff, but like a yeah, but like a <laughs> man, that was my moment, or <laughs> he's just like in his head, he's like, did I peak at thirteen? <laughs> you know, he's at homecoming freshman year. Wins, like, you just wins homecoming king. I mean, he like he has high school accomplishments. He's the quarterback of the football team, right? He's the prom king. Graduates top of his class, Everyone's and still like, your head's not in it. None of it is like he's just like yeah. I'll tell you what my head is in. <laughs> a snow it's a snowdrift in Massachusetts. That's what his memoir is called. Snowdrift, I was gonna say snowdrift in Massachusetts. It's a 2003 emo album. Yeah, I love it. The snowdrift in Massachusetts. Um, so in, he's 16 and he just gets tired of school, and he says, "You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna run away." Um, he and, said that. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm it's, gonna run. It's what is this? The early 40s? Yeah. What they is this? A everything. classic movie where he's just like, "You know what I'm gonna do." <laughs> You see that open road? I'm gonna walk and I'm gonna keep walking. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop till I get where I'm going. Um, so and yeah. I'll know when I get there. 
I don't know where it is now, but I'll know when I get there. <laughs> so at 16, he's run away from the house. He runs away from home at 16. Um, Did he take he the legs? Runs to Rhode Island. I only hope. <laughs> <laughs> he's using it. You know, in all those like things where they got the stick and that bag on the end of the stick. <laughs> He's just got a mannequin leg and a bag hanging off the ankle of it. And he's just walking down the road, thumb up, trying to get a ride. Guys like driving down the highway. It's the late thirties driving down the highway in Rhode Island. And he's like, like, Cindy Lou, does that boy have a leg? Is that a, is that a leg? He's got a, well, don't worry about him. Don just keep there's a screw sticking out of that thigh. What did he do to that woman? There's a screw sticking out of that thigh. <laughs> well, by God, that thigh's got a screw in it. Cindy Lou, my eyes have never seen such a thing. I know that you're blind and don't have any, but let me try to explain it. <laughs> that boy, that boy must have a screw loose, but there ain't a screw loose in that thigh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he he runs away to Rhode Island. And uh, he lies his way into um, a monastery and becomes a silent monk. Um, <laughs> convinces them he's older than he is. This is the plot of the good place, though, where he's just like, <laughs> where you just like the quit. The easiest way to get away with something is just to not say anything. Yeah, so he lies his way into this monastery, becomes a, a monk, um, but it's a silent monastery. There's silent monks, um, and he stayed there for a few years. But he eventually gets kicked out for lying. Um, which is ironic because to lie, you have, you to, have to be not silent. <laughs> well, they can write stuff. <clears throat> I mean, I guess so. Uh, so yeah, he broke the rules. They kicked him out. Um, and so then he's like, well, I'll join the army. So in 41, he joins the US Army. The perfect time to join, I think. <laughs> yeah, great, great year to to get into the to army. jump on in, <laughs> you know. He joins the army and really quickly realizes not a fan of this. Uh, yeah, but he joined the army legitimately. He didn't just show up to camp and was like, yeah, he like legitimately enlisted um, and then uh, <laughs> while he was there, he his tent mate Anthony Ignolia. Um, he created a, a pretty good relationship with him, got to know him really well mm-hmm. um, and then realized not a fan of the army. So I am now Anthony Ignolia and I am going a wall. And so he just ditched the army. But what happened to the real Anthony Ignolia? He stayed. Um, <clears throat> so he ditches the army, goes to Canada, and joins the Canadian Navy. Um, like, I didn't <laughs> like the American army. You know what I'd like? A different army. <laughs> it was the American part I didn't like. <laughs> and he becomes a hospital corpsman. Um, As Anthony Ignolia? Yeah. Yeah. So now he's Anthony Ignolia. Ignolia. And. Uh, uh, just took on his personality, took on his like fake paperwork, pretending to be him. Um, becomes a hops, hospital again. Corpsman. I say this every time we tell these stories. I wish that I lived in that time era yeah. where you could just start over. Yep, yep. You could just go somewhere and be like, "This is who I am. This is me. I'm this guy. This is real. This oh is gosh. me. I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be." All right. Um, so shine on me. So he uh, he became a hospital corpsman. Oh, you're mad that I sing songs. 
I'm mad that you sing that song. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so he becomes this hospital corpsman, but he's like he's like a medical assistant. He's not like actually doing much, yeah. but he's assisting. He's not a doc. Did he pretend to be a doctor? So he's just assisting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in your pace of your voice. You're like, oh man, this guy. Yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, uh, but he never got to the position he wanted in the Navy. Uh, so he Which fakes, was, I don't know, president uh, of Canada, <laughs> president of the Navy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I work my way. I'm the emperor of the <laughs> Canadian <laughs> Navy. <laughs> uh, so uh, he fakes his he fakes a suicide. Oh my god! Um, and borrows another name, Robert Linton French, who is another real person. He's a doctor, um, who, uh, uh, oh man, I, I don't. Doctor French. Yeah, Doctor French, uh, and he goes and he manages to get all of French's paperwork, uh, so his birth certificate, his PhD, like all of his paper to paperwork, just gets his hands on what, it. What do you steal it, or they go? I to, like, don't know how he did that. Just goes in the office and is like, I'm it's like, take- hey. I- <laughs> Hey, I'm Robert French. Could I get his license and his PhD? I'm sorry, his? And my, my <laughs> license and my PhD, please. So, yeah, I don't know how he does it, but somehow he pulls off getting all of his paperwork, like his legal identifying paperwork, um, and he moves uh, to Erie, Pennsylvania and gets a job teaching uh, psychology and ethics at Gannon College. Love that. <laughs> Which Love is that so he's an ironic. ethics teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like he's working his way through the good place cast right now, <laughs> right? Because at first he was Jason as the silent monk. Now he's cheaty teaching ethics. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so he actually stays here for for a while um, until eventually he uh, got bored, moves to yeah, got bored, moves to Los Angeles, takes on some other identity. Um, Why did you say it like that? Say it like what? Los Angeles. <laughs> I don't know. He moved to Los Angeles. Moved to Los Just Los Angeles. Angeles. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> and he uh, becomes an orderly at the L.A. Sanitarium. What does any of those words you just said mean? Uh, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not positive. An orderly at the L.A. Sanitarium. Yeah. So the sanitarium was the cleanest place in L.A. <laughs> No, it's a a medical facility for long term illness. Oh, okay, um, so they typically treated tuberculosis for antibiotics. Um, An orderly, I'm pretty sure, is kind of like a nurse. Um, an attendant at a hospital responsible for non medical care of patients and the maintenance and order of cleanliness. So yeah, it was the cleanest. Yeah, <laughs> he just came and cleaned like the bedpans and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. He, I think he was like kind of like a, uh, kind of like a nurse. He was but like, not guys, quite. I'm overqualified for this. What was his name at this point? I don't know. He took on another identity. It's hard to keep track of all the identities that he took on. Sure, um, because he took on so many. It's crazy that that's the other thing too is that he has to keep track of those things. Yeah, you yeah. know, like in his head when he's <clears throat> in Pennsylvania, he's got to yeah. be mm-hmm. Doctor French, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how he, how he kept up with it, but yeah. So he's he's in. LA and then he also um, was I don't know how he did this, but he was like commuting back and forth between um, shifts, so he would do some time in LA at the sanitarium um, and then he would drive up to Washington and teach classes at St. Martin's College as Dr. French. I think as the whoever his orderly personality was, so he was like some like adjunct nursing professor or something like that. 
Um, <laughs> More like adjunct, right? <laughs> Get it. Uh, but somewhere, someone in one of those jobs uh, was like, kind of got wind to something's fishy here and alerted the authorities. The yeah. FBI starts keeping tabs on him and figures out, oh, hey, this is that guy who deserted the army back in 1941. How and do they so, track that down? I don't know, but they ended up uh, I feel arresting like we skipped him. a lot of stuff there. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how they pinned him for that, but they ended up arresting him and giving him six years in prison for Abandoned. military desertion. Yeah, um, he ends up only serving 18 months and gets out on good behavior. Um, and after his release, uh, he took he gets on, out because he impersonated a guard, right? And he was like, guys, it's it's me. Guard <laughs> Bernard, Bernard. <laughs> and, and they were like, like I do you know Bernard? Do you know? I mean, it's I a guess so. Prison. I don't know how you ended up on that side of the. <laughs> yeah, let's get was, you out of there. Guard Bernard <laughs> classic, you know, classic. Go, you know, kid. I tried to you know, mannequin legs, you know, still has the mannequin <laughs> legs. This whole never that's put how him the, down. That's how the FBI got him. <laughs> they were like, you have two mannequin legs. You know, we saw a guy deserting the military and all he took was two mannequin legs. Yeah, yeah. So he gets out of prison and he's like, I think I'll try being a monk again. Uh, So he does that (laughs) again. He joins the Brothers Christian Instruction in Maine, um, which is a Roman Catholic uh, order Um, and things go well there gets bored uh, moves uh, back across the country and assumes a new fake identity and studies law at Northeastern University. Okay, realizes halfway through the program that he's like, I don't need to get the degree. I'm just going to fake one. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like, what am I doing? <laughs> he's like, why am I going to school? I am a doctor. <laughs> I, I am a military monk doctor. <laughs> I'm an orderly military monk doctor. I don't Very need clean. to do any of this. Um, so he, uh, so he starts uh, teaching law, and while he's teaching law, a Canadian surgeon moves into the same Just school he's teaching. Teaching at. it? Yeah. He, well, he finds some universities like, hey, I'm a law professor, and they were and like, they're like, okay, all right, cool. Uh, you can teach this class. We have an empty law classroom. <laughs> That you can just walk on in. There's actually a class in there right now. <laughs> yeah, no professor waiting for a lawyer. So we've been. <laughs> hold on. Hello. You're a what? N- no way. I was just praying for a new law professor. <laughs> There's a class waiting for you right now. Yeah, like go. Our last okay. law professor just got arrested for, <laughs> for impersonating a law professor. <laughs> and here I was praying about what to do now, and here you are, and here you come, ready to teach law. That's four in a row that have just lied. <laughs> anyway, what's your salary? That you need. You, oh, yeah. that's pretty big, but I pretty high, but we need based ya. on the resume that you wrote it <laughs> by hand. I <laughs> will pay you that. Uh, so Canadian surgeon again, 
This is the era of world that I miss. Yeah, yeah. Is that people just trusted each other? Yep, they just believed each other. Uh, so a Canadian surgeon named Joseph Sir uh, moves to a school to teach um, at his school. So he's near the twilight of his career or something. Um, <coughs> and he's he's moving to America. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's moving to America, so he needs help with his paperwork. So he asks his new friend, oh no, Ferdinand, to help him get his. And paperwork. he was like, he's like, oh, <coughs> I will do like, that. I will gladly help you. Yeah. And so Ferdinand just takes that copies all his documents sure. and moves to Canada and opens up a practice <laughs> as Ferdinand, sir, the surgeon. <laughs> um, and then so the, now he's a surgeon. Yeah, never really does anything um, in Canada because like, yeah, pretty I much can't. immediately. Yeah, um, the Korean War breaks out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so he says, "I thought you were going to say pretty much immediately." A patient came in, you know, he had the tools and sat there and was like, "Um, you're going to need to see a specialist about this one." I, you know, like how? <laughs> yeah, you should see us. <laughs> how long can you push off how long the? Can you just not, not surgery? surgery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he he uh, he says, "Hey, I got Navy experience. I'm going to join the Canadian Navy." Uh, and so he joins the Navy again. Um, and he's on base, so he quits the practice as a quits surgeon. Practice goes on base, uh, and he is. He's like, of course. <clears throat> he's like, guys, I know how to amputate things. Look at this leg. You think that screw put itself there? <laughs> There's a screw in that thigh. <clears throat> and so here's here's where he's at. He's he's been an orderly. He was a navy uh, navy corpsman. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, He's got a little bit of experience around the medical field. Uh, he's got a bit of an idea of how a lot of things work, but he's he's not he's never done it. So while he's on base waiting to be shipped out, he makes friends with all the other Navy surgeons. Yeah, and, and he's got like you guys want to compare notes. No, no better. He tells all the other Navy corpsmen that he's working on um, a book. And what it's going to oh be. Oh my is gosh. It's going to be a medical manual. Get this for Canadian lumberjacks. <laughs> so that way when they're out in the field, if they get injured, they can perform field surgery on each so other. Can you just write step by step. <clears throat> yeah, and so he just goes to each of his his other Navy surgeons and he's like, "Hey, why don't you do one on amputation? Why don't you do one on this kind of like and just gets them all to write how to do these different surgeries." And he's saying he's writing parts too, but he's not writing anything. That's honestly <laughs> What I mean, <laughs> and you got to respect it is the thing. You, that's brilliant. He's a genius. He's a genius. So he gets shipped out, right? And he's got his lumberjack. Book. He's like, and you got to make it easy enough for some dumb lumberjack to read. You <laughs> yeah, know exactly. He's like, don't use words like that. The lumberjacks don't the lumberjack know. Lumberjack won't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he gets shipped out. And he has an assistant, a medical assistant. He's the surgeon on board his destroyer, his Canadian destroyer. And but he has a medical assistant. And so he tells his medical assistant, he says, "Hey, I want to train you up." He says, "This is a perfect opportunity for you to get some real world world experience." And so he says, "You're going to do everything. I'm just going to offer my opinion. I'm going to observe." Yeah. And so the the <laughs> the medical assistant does everything on board the ship. I hate him until they oh, no. get to Korea. And when they get to Korea, two important things happen. First, one of the naval officers on board the ship uh, needs to have one of his teeth removed. <laughs> and so uh, 
Ferdinand stalls him for a minute and consults his lumberjack book and then welcomes him into the room and removes his tooth successfully. And so the naval officer is now none the wiser. He's like, yeah, he's a real surgeon. He removed my tooth. Everything went great. Everything was fine. Yeah, um, all he did he was, you know, it. like just uh, tied a little string around the anchor. <laughs> and when we dropped anchor, that sucker just whoop, popped right out. Popped right you out. know, yeah. So he, he real surgeon. He pulled a tooth. Uh, biggest procedure he had ever done in his life, right? Well, they get to Korea and uh, aboard the ship comes a group of uh, Korean militants uh, that needed medical attention and he was able to off load a lot of the work to his assistant except for one who had a bullet lodged in his chest near his heart and he was tasked with performing the removal and he and he was like <coughs> let me consult this lumberjack book <laughs> so yeah so he does the same thing he stalls for a minute he consults, consults the lumberjack the book, book. <laughs> Pulls out a full axe. <laughs> right? That's all the tools they got a in the full woods. Chainsaw. He's, <laughs> he's not going to get this bullet out of your heart. So he literally just wings it and he does it and it was successful and he saved this guy's life uh, <laughs> and it was such a phenomenal Why story. Isn't the guy <laughs> dead? I want there were naval officers there in a this guy can take teeth and bullets out of your body. There was naval officers in attendance watching it because it was such a big deal because it was like not one of our militants. He was performing the surgery it was a life saving surgery saved his life. Everybody witnessed it. The naval officer wrote home about it because they were like this guy needs a commendation yeah. like he saved someone's life. It, it, he ends up in the paper. They take pictures of him on the ship put it in the paper. It's it's all over Canada, right? This guy saves Korean militants life, um, but then Joseph Sir's mom reads the paper obviously and says that's not my son. Well, I, the, the Navy took a toll on me mom and uh, <laughs> so you know, that was the danger of war stuff. You know was war stuff. The the danger was like because people did long distance relationships. They wrote letters back and forth. You yeah. just kept a picture in your yeah. wallet and you were like this is what she looks like. Yeah. She may not look like that when you get home from war. My guy <laughs> gonna look different. Yeah. She may have had to have surgery to get all her teeth out <laughs> and you go home to you know gummy gale. All right, and she's like hey welcome home from war and you're like you don't look at like the picture anymore. You look nothing. That's like not my girlfriend and she's like war kick a toll, you know, <laughs> so I'm not I, your girlfriend. Now I'm your gum. Well, what if is there a way? <laughs> is there a way for him to convince the mom like mom <laughs> like you know me mom it's me guys i'm so sorry she's suffering from <laughs> opens up the, <laughs> uh, the lumberjacks call it the, the lumberjacks <laughs> call it dementia <laughs> that's <laughs> what she's got i think i don't know that's what the lumberjacks call it that, mom it's <laughs> it's your boy joey it's your boy <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Tillin Podcast merch? 
That's right. We have a merch store full of till and bread and teas, hoodies, mugs, and so much more. We also make new designs for every single episode, but those are only available for a limited time. So get them while they're hot. Text till into six, six, eight, six, six to get your till and merch today. Uh, so she calls the Navy. Yeah, and the Navy what do you says, call one eight hundred Navy. <laughs> <laughs> no, she called the general. Uh, uh, and so she calls the Navy and the Navy's like, okay, hold on a second. You're telling me that this is just some random guy who performed surgery on some other nation's soldier and they were like, don't let anybody find out about this hey, and they <laughs> Mrs. Sir. <laughs> That's her name. I don't know why you're laughing at that. <laughs> That's her name. Mrs. Yeah. Sir, please shut up. Please quietly walk into the sun. How about that? How about that? How about you go away? You know that we'll pay you to never speak again. Actually, we're going to have this. We're going to have Joseph sir remove your vocal cords. Okay. <laughs> never tell anyone um, so he so the Navy is like the Navy is like the hey. Navy comes to him and is like hey, so we're hearing these reports that you're not uh, who you say you sir, are sir um, <laughs> we've, he's knighted at this point. <laughs> he got knighted uh, sir, sir um, we've got some reports that you're not who you say you are. <laughs> And he was like, you got he was me. Like, He's like, I don't like oatmeal, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I lied yesterday at breakfast and oh, it's bigger than that. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> well, what are you gonna do now? I got your teeth. Give <laughs> <laughs> like her the note. I got your teeth. The the naval officer was like, sir, sir, uh, we've got some reports that you're not who you say you are. And Ferdinand was like, who do you say I am? Oh my God. <laughs> I am. Uh, so uh, they just say, hey, look, let's just keep this quiet. Let's just ship you back to America and let's just pretend none of this ever happened. We don't want he's like, can I keep this metal you gave me though? No, you like, have to give it back. Like, no, but you can keep the tooth and the bullet. <laughs> and so he's got He's got him in a trophy. He's getting legs, his tooth, and the bullet. <laughs> What's in your hand there? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, it's just a bullet and a tooth. <laughs> just in that order. In that order. <laughs> That's some serial killer stuff, though. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so while he's back in America, uh, he's obviously got to try to to get back into doing imposterism. Imposterism. <laughs> he's obviously got to get back to you know <laughs> yeah pretend. Um. So, uh, <clears throat> he <laughs> he tries to become a monk again. Does that for a couple of years. Gets bored, and then says, "You know what I'm going to do?" How old is he at this point? He's been uh, doing this, this stuff several years. This is all like in his thirties. Yeah, so yeah, this is I mean, he's doing like one to two year schemes here. Like wow. these are quick schemes and then he's on to the next thing. Um, so somewhere between 51 and 59. I'm not exactly sure the year um, he says, you know what? I'm going to start a Christian college and so he opens up the Christian brothers of instruction. Shut up. 
<laughs> and uh, uh, he made this religious teaching. I order thought you were literally about to tell me because in the fifties, do you know what college was established? <laughs> I thought you were about to go. Gosh, that would have been incredible. He started the school called Evangel University. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to hold on. <laughs> that would have been incredible, but so that didn't he happen. Started. So he started the college, got it chartered by the state. Um, in where, and then where at? In Maine. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, he was really offended because the Christian. Well, brothers, honestly, he should have gone the Christian route to begin with because you can get some pretty prominent positions with zero qualifications. It's true. It's true. Um, and so uh, the Christian Brothers instruction was. That's already why I did Christian comedy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm not a comedian. No, I said I was a comedian, but they're just like, okay. Whereas comedy clubs were like, not and yet. Who are you? <laughs> and then Christian, the churches were like, yeah, you are. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. Great. Come perform for our youth. We will literally not vet anything you say. Yeah, yeah. How much do you want to get paid? Uh, well, I guess I haven't even thought about that. You know? <laughs> I didn't think about getting paid. So, uh, so he took the Christian Brothers of Instruction wasn't already an organization. Yeah. He took them, got them organized into a college. Uh, but then when that happened and he accomplished all of it with the state, uh, he was really offended because uh, he wanted to be named the chancellor of the college or the rector of the college. Those were the two titles he wanted. They didn't give it to him. Um, okay. And, <laughs> and did they give him a title? Uh, what did they give him? No, a they, didn't, title? they didn't give him anything. They were just like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Sorry. And so uh, he he then said you guys picked an awful name for this college uh, Christian Brothers of Instruction um, and he just left and he's like I'm mad. That's what uh, he's he left with an insult. Yeah, your name's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I didn't like it anyway. I didn't want to be here anyway and so and then at night he's just looking at the pamphlet to join the college mm-hmm. crying in his so so apartment after he left the college uh, moved to Canton, Ohio um, and reorganized as Walsh University, uh, which is now actually a, which is a, still a school a still a school. They have about 2000 undergraduates and 600. So it's about the size of Angel. Yeah, about the size of Angel. So if you went to Walsh University, your it, life's a scam. <laughs> this guy made it up. <laughs> your college is made up. Um, I mean, they all are. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> you know, at some point someone was like, we should start a college. They're all made up. You know what we could make up right now? <laughs> Are we going to make a Tillin University? No, we've already got we've got so many things. We've got Vigilante Valley, right? Yeah, we should just How hard is it to get accredited? <laughs> Do you want to make like a Tillin online course? I bet we could. Tillin night we, school? I bet we could get accredited. We you, we we're going to get you an associate's degree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, as long as we can charge tuition, we'll have Christian look into it. Send him an email. Speaking of tuition, yeah, we have a Patreon <laughs> <laughs> for five dollars a month. That's your tuition to Tillin University. Uh, How many times did you get a shout out Patreon in this episode? I only did it twice. Uh, I didn't really do it the first time. We can cut the first time out. Great. We can cut that time out too. We can actually just we cut don't have out. to put an episode out. Uh, speaking of putting episodes out. Uh, Next week we're putting out a pretty big episode. Yeah, we uh, we haven't filmed it yet because we this well is we how, filmed it a couple days ago. Well, <laughs> how does shows work? Do we pretend we've already filmed it because we <laughs> haven't yet? 
but we could act like it. Okay, let's try that. That's sweet, sweet. Smashing success this weekend. Yeah, uh, All Saturday night. 14 people in the audience. <laughs> thank you well, so much. We've sold 25 tickets already. So. Yeah, but half of them are going to show, <laughs> right? You know, and your wife's not going to be there. So that's 14, right? So it was awesome. All 14 P. It, yeah. Is this what Appreciate we do? We pretend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This yeah, feels this is the new imposter. Episode. Anyway, the the live we recorded a live show by the time you're hearing this. We will have recorded a live show and it comes out like it comes out that episode that episode week. comes out next Tuesday. So November don't miss 9th. it. Don't so miss it. Uh, set a little reminder in your syllabus. <laughs> At Tillon University, I don't know. <laughs> like I was putting in the calendar, the syllabus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, put a little reminder somewhere, uh, and remember to check out the eighth, or if you watched it on line or whatever. Yeah, if you were there, thanks for coming out. Uh, and you'll maybe hear your laugh in it. If in you the were there, yeah. If you were there, thank you so much. We had a blast. It yeah, honestly, it was great. <laughs> thank best you. night of my life. Um, I know that it doesn't sound like it because I have not <laughs> I have no experience to pull from right now. So <laughs> so after the whole my name is Ferdinand. <laughs> <laughs> so after the whole Walsh University incident um, Ferdinand is in a, a weird spot. Okay, um, because he got kind of famous with the uh, whole Navy thing. Um, so his picture has been all over the place. Yeah, um, but he's trying to be but the Navy tried to keep it on wraps, but yeah. there's a little bit of like a thread that's like kind of leaking out there. Okay. Well, a reporter at time figures it out and is like this guy has been lying has been lying at least about the Navy thing, maybe more and so they reach out to him and they say, hey, can we buy your story and he's in some financial hard times. And so he says, you know what? Yeah, sure. Whatever. I'll sell my story. I'll time. sell you my story. Sure. So he sells his story. They put out an article. They do a photo shoot with him and like he is the cover story on life magazine life uh, or time. It's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> it's not. If you look at the cover, look at the cover of life. Look at the cover of time and tell me it's not the same thing. Uh, it's the same thing, but it was, it was life magazine. I probably said time, but it's life. Was it relevant or time? <laughs> Relevant magazine. Relevant magazine. I know what you're saying. Uh, no, it was Life Magazine. Was it Clubhouse? What's the one that's the the like the Focus on the Family magazine? Uh, anyway, so he does the he does the magazine, um, and uh, he does he's like the centerfold, like all this stuff, right? He's the centerfold. <laughs> he's the centerfold <laughs> of the magazine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so they have a they have a full body picture of Ferdinand de Mayo and or what, what I don't know Waldo Waldo de Mera de Mera. Okay, uh, full like just yeah. Did you buy this week's edition of Life Life magazine? It's not even and they it, he the whole time he thought it was Life magazine. It's Life cereal. So inside of Life cereal, you pull out this poster of an it's an imposter it's an imposter poster I got my imposter poster in my cereal today <laughs> he's the centerfold is what you said oh my gosh okay and the story goes wild everybody oh, loves yeah. the story right 
because he tells all in this story. Yeah, uh, it says life magazine imposter tells all that's what it says on the cover. Um, and then <clears throat> after that comes out, he goes, guys, I lied about that whole article. <laughs> <laughs> None of it was true. What if what if what if, what if hold on what if you imposter the imposter, the imposter. what this if, wasn't him and then another guy comes out and was like hold, hold on. on that's I'm Ferdinand, <laughs> Ferdinand Waldo Demera what are, what that are you guy's taking credit for my surgery and that guy's like you can't prove it and the guy's like look what's in my hands and he holds up a bullet and a teeth you know. Um, so, uh, so he, after that, um, things start to get a little tough for him. He tries to get another job at a university, goes really far in the interview process, and then someone recognizes him and says, you're the guy from that life magazine. And he's like, right. Um, he's like, he was like, serial, but yeah, because he, <laughs> he, he was using fake credentials again. So then he has to he be walks like, in an interview room and they have the frame center <laughs> fold on the wall. Like, he walks him. in and he's like, <laughs> He's like trying he's to like doing that thing. He's like doing that thing where he's like, at him. he's trying to sit in front of it. You know, he's like like trying to block it. <laughs> Sorry, itch on my back. Sorry. I just slept weird last night. Yeah, so just I gotta go leave ahead my hand with the, with the up like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he actually gets pretty far in the interview process uh, with this university. Doesn't make it because the guy recognizes him uh, and so uh, ends up working a few short term jobs like as himself because he's like, I can't do this anymore. Everybody knows me. Um, things quiet down a little bit uh, and then uh, he got himself some uh, fake credentials so he could become a guard at a prison in Huntsville, Texas guard Bernard <laughs> guard Bernard comes to life and he having been to prison kind of gets a has a good idea about how oh, to be a guard. No, so he just guards it up for a little while um, <clears throat> and then <laughs> uh, he uh, he f- f- worked his way onto a game show, um, kind of worked his way back into what? The, into public life. Uh, uh, what game show? Uh, take a good look. Um, so okay. there's three. It was three celebrity panelists that guess your identity. Um, so this kind of propelled him back into the limelight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it was like, oh, this is that guy that like lied about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then Hollywood picks up his story. Um, and they were like, "Hey, you want to play yourself in a movie?" <laughs> and did, so, was that a question, or did they say that? Because it sounded like they said that. Hey, you want to play yourself in a movie? <laughs> is the way you said that. And that's how the Hollywood elites just approach people, and they go, "You want to do this?" And then someone goes, "Okay, I want to do." That's this. how they got Dennis Quaid to do that baseball movie. <laughs> Remember that? He's like the old dad who yeah. became a <clears throat> pitcher. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, and so uh, they gave him a role in uh, uh, a horror film before his movie. They were getting ready. They were putting his movie together, and so they said, "Hey, let's put you in a small acting role so you can kind of get your feet wet." Um, in a movie called The Hypnotic Eye. Um, <laughs> apparently, he showed up and was like, "I'm the director." <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> and the director was like, <laughs> "I." He's like, "No, he's you. Like, you're Ferdinand Waldo." Yeah, he's like, he's like you're an extra in this scene. And the guy was like, <laughs> "Okay, okay, <laughs> where do you, you <laughs> want to be an extra in this movie?" Uh, so, ironically, his role in the uh, film is he's a hospital surgeon uh, <laughs> in this horror movie. Uh, but here's the thing: uh, his 
his uh, acting wasn't great. And so when the movie was in production and they were watching it back, like, they said sucks. We should hire somebody else. They to were play like, him. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This guy's not good at pretend. <laughs> what? <laughs> we talking about his acting's not good. This guy's not great at pretending. What are you talking about? So they end up casting someone else to be the lead in his and play him in his movie, and he gets really mad. Who do you who do you want to play you? Well, he didn't like who they chose him oh. to be him because he's like he looks nothing like me. And they um, were like, "Happy buddy, <laughs> it's pretty much the same." Uh, so uh, <clears throat> so he gets angry, um, becomes a drunk for a little while because he's really mad about his uh, failed acting career. Um, and then gets bored with being a drunk. He's only pretending <laughs> every night. He's just drinking water and then like <laughs> I'm an angry drunk. <laughs> That's what they do. That's how you know when you're at a bar and you hear someone say I am an angry drunk. That's the time to go home. Now I will say if you're at a bar and someone legitimately does say that it is the time to go home, but that's how you know is that he goes. Ah, <laughs> I'm an angry drunk. That's probably why they didn't <laughs> like his acting stuff. Is he was back there doing the hypnotic eye movie, and he was like, "I'm a surgeon," and they're like, "No, no, no." no. People can I'm tell a real surgeon from the context clues. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, "There's no lumberjack books in this operating room." Because I'm a real boy. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? And like, hey, write that down. I think we can use that. I think we can use that in a different movie. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, so uh, after being a drunk for a little bit, he actually goes to the Union Rescue Mission in downtown LA and becomes a counselor uh, for seven years. This is one of his longest stints in any of his cons. Is this a con? Yeah, he's not a counselor. He's a consular. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Uh, and then uh, in 67, he says, you know what? It's time for me to do something real for myself. And so he goes to Bible school and gets a legitimate Bible degree in Portland, Oregon from the Multnomah School of the Bible. Um, And he (laughs) becomes the pastor of Cherry Grove Baptist Church in Gaston, Oregon. Um, But uh, he ended up he didn't stay long because rumors started to surface about everything he did in his life. uh, And he but it's a testimony at that point. Yeah, (laughs) let me tell you about my testimony. (laughs) Let me tell you about who I used to be. All right. <laughs> I have the teeth and the bullets to show. And I'm like, wait, bullets? Teeth? There's just one. <laughs> uh, um, so he ends up resigning from that position um, because they felt that he was conning them again, even though he had actually got a Bible degree and had yeah. legitimate credentials this time and was playing himself. Um, <laughs> I said, playing. <laughs> He was claiming to be he was himself. killing this role to be honest <laughs> uh, and so uh, then he uh, uh, moved uh, to Tootle Washington Tootle, and he became the pastor of Tootle Lake Community Bible Church um, was there for a couple years and then he moved to Friday Harbor um, where he worked as a school bus driver um, and then uh, uh, as long as you know how to drive a school bus <laughs> you know yeah uh, later he became as long as you're not looking at the kids like all right you guys are gonna have to drive this thing. I'm just gonna observe <laughs> you know I'm just here to teach you how to drive a school bus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 
but yeah, so he became a hospital chaplain and then kind of lived out the rest of his days discipling people in the hospital and performing minor surgeries. Uh, <laughs> he didn't do that. Um, but uh, eventually he died. Um, and that's you can't yeah. imposter that, you know? Yeah. You he, can't imposter your way out of death. And that's really the message today is why are you waiting to be authentic? You know? <laughs> You can't fake your way into a better life. <laughs> so he died in 82 uh, of heart failure. Um, and at this point, he had lived a pretty amazing life as a naval surgeon. Uh, there was a stint that we didn't talk about where he was a civil, a civil engineer. Didn't do a lot, but he was employed. built a bridge <laughs> built. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. The Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I've actually heard uh, he built the London Bridge. Yeah, and that's why it was falling down. Oh God, <laughs> uh, he was in a uh, 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 prison guard, yep. uh, a doctor of applied psychology, a hospital orderly, a lawyer, a childcare expert, a Benedictine monk, a Trappist monk. Uh, he he was an editor at one point, a cancer researcher at another point. Uh, he also got a job teaching in an elementary school, um, and then he also was um, teaching, uh, in the university started a university and performed a very successful or two pretty successful surgeries. One was minor, but, um, and, uh, uh, really pulled off probably the best prank in Massachusetts history, which is the snow <laughs> drift in the legs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which honestly, he's got nothing on Robert Downey jr. Who was a, uh, investigative, uh, <laughs> At one point, was a brilliant mastermind of solving crimes, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and was a also a very rich person who Definitely. became a superhero. Yep, and also uh, one of four brothers in Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. um, who lost a his stepmom or adopted mom and brother, and avenged them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also. Uh, <laughs> opened up a restaurant with his brother that he didn't really have a part in, but he takes credit in. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't 